when when you tell people about it, what are they? Which episode are they listening to? And then you start yep. to panic a little bit. You're like, is it? Is it? So, speaking of which, when I looked up our most common episode, it was the one that started off with the meow meow. Oh, are you serious? And that's the one the world yeah, like, would know us by if we had one. I hate you all. <laughs> Die in a hole. I love it. Uh, but yeah. Meow, 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 Elliot. Meow, meow. That's what happens when you put yourself out there, guys. This takes courage. Took courage for me to meow, meow, lads, and you took advantage <laughs> of really it. Fucking- Welcome to episode 18 of Rather Be Playing, the podcast where we talk about how we'd rather be playing games than drinking ourselves to death in a tavern in Schwarzboden. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I'm Josh. I'm Elliot. And I'm Steve-O. I don't think Schwarzboden's a real place, Steve-O. It's a real place in your heart and in your imagination, Josh. Uh, Spent yeah, a lot of time over, there. <laughs> we did. A, a significant uh, event happened to us, didn't it, Elliot? Yeah, it was a really crazy uh, string of events that somehow turned out okay. Yeah, we uh, saved the world in a way. We did. Uh, we did you? the town of Schwartzboden in the country of... No, the country was Schwartzboden, isn't uh, it? The ta- oh, yeah, yeah. the barony. The barony of Grimsvig. Grimsvig was the town. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yep. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe we should get to the point before we lose everyone. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, over New Year's Eve, uh, we went to a cabin in West Virginia. Beautiful part of the country, I might say. Uh, they get mm-hmm. a bit of snow. It's a great bunch of lads. Yeah, it was nice. Um, and while we were there, a uh, friend of the show, Mike from Pod Nerdy to me, uh, made us up a role-playing game called The Great Klaus Caper that was about, yep, yeah, this... Uh, the fictional country of Schwarzboden, and I was a retired footballer, forced into retirement, in in fact, by a horrific injury. Um, so I was basically starting out the game, trying to drink myself to death in a tavern in this place. Yeah. It, was, it was. So you started out being unable to play football. So this was pretty realistic. Huh? Yes, this is exactly it. So. I'm surprised Mike hasn't caught me out on this yet. So far, both of the characters that I've played in his role-playing games have been grumpy people. <laughs> I find it much easier to, you know, get into a role <laughs> if I'm allowed to be kind of angry and bitter and make jokes a lot. <laughs> but <laughs> it, it, in in his role-playing fantasy, Steve-O was so useless <laughs> that he put himself in a wheel in a not a wheelchair a wheelbarrow that <laughs> was pulled around like you could make anyone you wanted um, other other people put me in a wheelbarrow and hey it, uh, it worked that's true. <laughs> are we still talking about the game or this is uh <laughs> <laughs> well in fairness i was using a lounging chair to role play during during that part of the of the quest <laughs> um but also, uh, the best part of it was Mike had written in at one point, uh, one of us could have been affected by this thing that would turn us into a different character. Mm. And it completely changed the game. It actually happened to me, and I ended up being a bad guy and trying to work against the group that I was with. 
Yeah. And it was so good because one of our other friends, Manu, had come up with the best character ever. He was like a, a former uh, circus tumbler yes. turned grave digger <laughs> who also who was like trying to get the circus band back together. Um, but in the meantime, me and him were like best buddies, best drinking buddies. So it like he was in a group with me trying to trying to finish this quest. And we were also in a group with uh Elliot's wife Amy and um, Manu's wife uh, Amanda and it was so good because at the point where I was changed and I was trying to get up to like devious things and trying to basically wreck the quest um, sabotage it completely they were so uh, like <laughs> suspicious of me and trying to stop me doing the stuff that I was but Manu was always loyal that man is the greatest, <laughs> best friend a former retired World Cup winning footballer could have. It was it was so good. Uh, sounds sounds like he doesn't clown around much. <laughs> oh God! God. Oh, God! Bad puns Josh. already. <laughs> Josh, man, thought we talked to you about that. You said you said more. <laughs> I forget my character's name. My guy was like a. Uh, uh, oh yeah, he was a uh, an indigenous person in a neighboring country who was being slaughtered by the Grimsvig people, I think. Your character was being slaughtered? Another country. Like, his people were being, like, taken over. Um, Yeah. And then my guy escapes in one of their riverboats, takes it up, docks in Grimsvig, and starts looking for people to come fight. Much more serious and dark and not really a happy story at all. It was a good backstory, though. It was was a good backstory, yeah, yeah. Um, You were a bit of a badass as well, as I remember. It turned out pretty good. I got like Magitek armor. Um, <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, Doug's man. <laughs> her, her, her oh, yeah. Character. Sure. Just, she had in Mike's uh, experience the impossibly worst roles anyone <laughs> he's ever seen anyone get. Like it's like you just have to roll anything but this one thing to make this work and like over one thing over over a negative four yeah that's all somehow she manages somehow you didn't get that uh it was pretty it just made for a hilarious character though she was just doing the stupidest thing at all times and like (laughs) causing everything to to just go to shit it was excellent Uh, well, next time you guys need to like i said skype me in and I'll play with you guys since I'm not flying my ass out to West Virginia to come with you. Oh, sure. definitely, man. We'll set you up on a monitor. You'll just be like, what'd you roll, Josh? I rolled a 20. What? <laughs> We're not using 20-sided. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was my first time role-playing. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, Mike. Um, you should talk to the same team, y'all guys. They role-play a lot. Yeah. Oh, excellent. That's yeah. true. That's how they, I got started. I played a couple times with them. I suck at it. Uh, but other than that... <laughs> It's a whole new world. Amy loved it. Um, everyone over there had a great time. Everyone who we were there with had a great time. <laughs> Should we talk about video games? Probably. Yeah. Well, we haven't recorded in well, we haven't recorded in over a month. This will come out at a normal time, but because uh, we did the other one earlier when I flew over to the East Coast. But uh, it's been about a month since we recorded, and yeah. so we've had quite a bit of time to actually play some games for now. Yeah, and we, we did. That's the amazing thing. Finished a lot of games. I don't, I don't think Elliot. Oh, Elliot finished a game, so he at least did. He accomplished something. I finished um, three games. You finished three games, really? Fucker, yeah. Put it up uh, on the list. Yeah, but <laughs> it's, all, it's it's one giant list. Like I don't know which ones are yours. This will never happen again. Market. <laughs> this is a great day. 
Take it away, Elliot, since you never get your moment in the sun where you've actually beaten a couple of games. Take it away, sir. All Tell right. us about it. What was, what was it like, first hour? What emotions did you feel? <laughs> I felt this weird sensation. I think it was accomplishment. It doesn't come around too often. Oh, no, 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 wait. Are you sure it wasn't that you soiled yourself? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure I would tell the difference. Wait, is that what accomplishment feels like? Accomplishment presents itself differently with every person, so maybe. I'll take it. (laughs) I will take it. Well, let me start off by saying that all three of us finished What what Remains of Edith Finch, which uh, we all enjoyed very much and have a lot to say about it because the story was crazy for anyone who's played it. So similarly to what we did with Firewatch several episodes ago, we're going to save the discussion for the end of the episode. So if you haven't finished it and you want to avoid spoilers, you can cut it off then because we're going to go deep into it uh, at the end of the episode. I so, guess we could say a couple of quick things about it. We liked Amazing it. Amazing game. And it was, yeah, it was um, everything that I've read about it is like, I agree with totally. It's just a really great new way of interactive storytelling. Like you're actually using the medium. It's something you couldn't just watch. Yeah. It has, uh, uh, what's it called? Physical, not physical, but they're kind of like, they're kind They're Yeah. And there's also, there's there. I wouldn't call them mini games, but there's like many things you do. And it's, it's not really something you can do. It's a series of vignettes. Yeah. Each one telling a story in a different gameplay style. Yeah. Um, some of them you're flying and some of them you're controlling just a person's arms and some of them you're actually a person. It Obviously, we're going to go way into more detail in the spoiler section, but just the way that they crafted each of the stories and each of the stories is based around a member of the Finch family. Mm-hmm. And they're and, all told totally different ways. Mm-hmm. And they all just, they're, a lot of them are... You know, heartbreaking. A lot of them are fun and exciting. They're just, it, it's a really interestingly crafted, crafted story. And as well, um, as you're walking through the world, the narration is written on the screen in big bright letters, but it kind of blends into the environment. Yeah. And it just works so seamlessly. It's like watching a, a poem unfold or, or a short story. It's just... It's it's yeah. really amazing. Ellie, you said Amy watched a little bit of it with you, do you? Yeah, she only watched like the last two or three of uh, the vignettes that I did, and she had no background with the story. She hadn't seen anything up to that point, so it's not like she was eager to see what happened next, but um, she just kind of came in at this one story and just like was glued to the TV <laughs> and was like, this is amazing. What is this? It's It was just like, you know, like, I mean, I found myself just kind of staring at the screen with my jaw open. Yeah. Sometimes. Like, yeah, man, it's really like if you haven't played it, you have to play it as soon as you can. It was one of the best, one of the better storytelling experiences I've ever had. Yeah. And it's um, it's not very long. You can probably finish it during in a day. So it's not. a. Oh, definitely. It was uh, yeah. two hours maximum. I'd say. I clocked two hours on it. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. really You can't die. You just play through the stories. It's. I found it started off just a little bit slowly um, when you're getting into the house at first and, you know, everything's locked up and you're not sure where you're meant to go. But once it introduces the characters in turn and you start to get into the stories and you like after you play the first two or three and you're like, okay, this is the structure. I'm going to enjoy this. And I feel like it finished on a high as well, Elliot. So I think Amy probably enjoyed it as well. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, Great game. Yeah, totally. So what else? So what? We'll save that for later. But what else you got for us, Elliot? So I played um, an older game that uh, uh, I've had for a while. It was free on Plus, SteamWorld Dig. Oh, okay. Yes. Way back, I popped it onto my Vita, and so what inspired this was one of the new friends we made in West Virginia, John, uh, had just bought. He had a switch there too, and he was raving about SteamWorld Dig too. Last second, literally, it must have been nine minutes before midnight. I ran up and bought it because <laughs> lies, lies. He's broken no new games twenty eighteen. No, I bought it at at West Virginia. I want to see a transaction Bottom receipt. Line. I want to see an email. <laughs> I'll show it. Wait to a you. minute. It's hold on. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, you're gonna see if I started playing it. No, no, no. Go ahead. I started playing. It. No, no. Go ahead. Your switch. Go ahead. Tell us. Start tell us about SteamWorld Dig, Elliot. So, um, okay, he's okay. West Virginia's in Eastern Time. I was checking to see if it was Central, <laughs> and he was cheating by going to Central Time to get an extra hour. <laughs> um, that would have counted. But anyway, um, it. Uh, so, it was, so I bought SteamWorld Dig Two. I played like ten minutes of it, and I was like, I think I have one. This looks really familiar. So I stopped, literally booted up one and two sit downs with it later. I had to finish. I couldn't put it down. It was one of the most like addictive gaming experiences I've ever had. I was powerless. I was (laughs) powerless. Like literally uh, my second playthrough, I was playing it while I was editing a podcast. And second playthrough, like my second sit down. with. Sorry. I was just kind of had it going while the podcast was going. It was like midnight. I looked down at the Vita. I looked back up and it was 4 a.m. Like I had no sense of where the yeah. time went. <laughs> I, I did that a few times as well. I played it on Vita as well. And a couple of times I at 11.30, I was like, oh, I'll play 30 minutes of it, you know, mm-hmm. just before I go to sleep. And it's 2.30 a.m. And I, oh, not again. I can't believe <laughs> <Yeah>. I did <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're, uh, the, the world is awesome. You're like, and this is an older game. I don't want to spend too much time on it because I'm sure everyone at least either knows about it or has played it, but you're this. Has it this been robot. on PS Plus yet? Yeah. That's how, that's why I have it. Yeah. Oh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't looking for it. Um, this is SteamWorld Dig One. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I started off talking about it too. I just want and you, you're like, you're this robot. You're in this kind of old west steampunky town. And, um, Lots of desert and like old saloons and that kind of style of talking. And everyone else is a robot. The whole world's inhabited by these robots. And you have a pickaxe and you just start digging on the ground beneath you to like discover what the hell's down there. And it's it's essentially a Metroidvania. You're just kind of making your way through. I think like the main overworld map is procedurally generated or, or like kind of random. Yep. But then they, they have these pre-designed rooms you can go into every so often to either get a new ability such as like uh, like the double jump or the drill or things like that right and then or your special punch yeah the punch uh you can also get like life ups and, and stuff like that but other than that you're pretty much just digging your way to the bottom and it gets crazier and crazier the more and more you find and yeah it's really simple really 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 addictive totally. um it's yeah it's, it's that combination of like uh variable environments you know everything's 2d and everything is you know you're you're uh picking your way through 
blocks and that never changes yeah. but the the color palettes change and the enemies change and your uh, abilities change and you feel mm. you have that lovely feeling of progression as you yeah. work your way further down into these mines your actual skill set increases and once you get a new thing you just have to ex- use it you have to explore a little bit further now that you have this yeah thing. it's got it's got that hook it's it's really good yeah. and the fact Perfect. that it was on ps plus and you can play it on Vita. It would be a perfect, perfect airplane game. It yeah. is. It's a really yeah. great game. If you've got it on PS Plus and you've got a Vita, play it. I'm about to get back to it. I played about an hour and then uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was, I don't know. I try to think of why I stopped. Again, probably saw something shiny, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. it's. I, I clocked, I think, seven hours altogether when I finished it. And yeah, I just wanted more. Yeah. yeah. So I'll give it another shot. Elliot, I feel uh, bad. You, you, so far the two games you've completed, I completed at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> well, what else have you played? <laughs> um, the last one was the Last Guardian. I finally finished Ooh. it, which is also a game that I've talked about a few times on here, so I don't want to like gush about it again in the same way. But one of the most powerful, amazing gaming experiences I've ever had, which is like what I said after I played Shadow of the Colossus as well, which yeah. is the you same love that, creator. Those games. Um, minimal story, minimal, uh, you know, like uh, narrative. This one had a bit more, actually. Um, there's like, a, as you know, there's a... The narration the school time. and, yeah. Um, but even that's few and far between. It's not too often. But, ah, uh, it's... It's got that same like emotional impact, that same sense of wonder of like what is really going on here? How did this all get here? It's just like this ridiculous stone, like vertical labyrinth carved out of rock and you're just working your way through it. And you have that weird bird dog thing and your relationship Mm -hmm. with him develops and he's so emotive and so expressive. And you know, you've seen that animal before even if it's like your own pet or a pet you had, you know, like it's, it is a living, breathing animal and you get so attached. You're the best friends in the world. And Oh man, that whole relationship, the dynamic, the the art you mentioned, you're playing it as well. Steve, you mentioned the art is. The art style is beautiful. It looks hand painted and the colors just, they, it absolutely looks like a painting. It's, it's beautiful. I played a few more hours of it, uh, between the last time we recorded and now, and I can like, I can kind of give the bird dog uh, orders, but mm-hmm. you know, still kind of learning and building up that relationship. But as you say, it's it's a really beautiful game. I, I'm and I'm totally grabbed by the story. I'm gonna try and beat it for for the next episode, maybe or the one after. Definitely, definitely. I will be waiting a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could uh, you can borrow one of our wait. Have we? We never talked about borrowing games. Oh, we could definitely loan each other games. Yeah, yeah, I think we could. Do you have it on disc, Elliot? I think I bought it digital. I've got it on disc. Yeah. Ah, that's pretty cool. Do that. Yeah. Well, I did send you Persona Five, so you do kind of owe me. <laughs> well, I'm not giving it to you. I, I know. want to keep this thing forever. Well, I know. I love this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'd be happy to. Um, Speaking of Persona 5, I should play that too. <laughs> but, uh, that's a whole other episode. Now that you're on a game completing run, Elliot, I'm yeah. sure you could do it. Like, Persona yeah. 5, easy. <laughs> Nothing would stop my streak faster than trying to do a Persona game next. 
Oh, man. But yeah. Last Guardian. Again, I'm going to sound like a broken record today, but if you haven't played it, absolutely play it. Like, I slept on it last year. Um, I just, there was, you know, end of the year, you buy whatever you can because everything's on sale. And I was, that was just one that got left behind. And I didn't even think about it until recently when I picked it up at the end of the last year. And does it still, uh, does it still have the trademark jank of those games? Yeah. It it controls exactly the same as that of Shadow of the Colossus. Okay. So which annoying, but tolerable. (laughs) It's annoying. It's tolerable. I tell myself, I don't know if I said this on the podcast or off it to you guys, but I excuse it as He's a kid who's weak and like delirious and the controls make you feel that. Yeah. Which is totally a uh, apologist way to, to think about it. But <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, you can roll with that. <laughs> I think, I think it's, I think it applies in some ways. And I feel like Fumito Oweda probably said that at some point about eco, but uh, yeah, man, three games to start off the year that I finished have just left me completely like in different ways. Uh, mind blown. It's going to be a really fun year catching up on these. It's all downhill from here, Elliot. I know. (laughs) What about you, Josh? Have you just been beating all the games again? (laughs) Uh, So I've I've beat. Well, again, I beat you the Finch, like like Elliot said, and we all did. Um, Other than that, I've played through. uh, I play. I finally beat Horizon. So nice. uh, Me too. Actually, that was one of the bigger games that I tackled this time out as well. Yeah. So Horizon Zero Dawn was a ton of fun, and I had started playing it months ago. Um, and then I guess my niece had started playing on my profile. And when I loaded it up, I was like, why the fuck am I level seven? (laughs) I I was like level 21 or something. I'm like, and I'm looking through the auto saves and I don't see anything in there. And I'm like, oh fuck, is it gone? And so I I ended up like starting a new game and playing through like the entire tutorial before finally scrolling down the whole way. And like down at the very bottom was like a manual save I'd made. And I was like, well, God damn it. So, (laughs) oh man, I mean, you didn't. All I did was play through the tutorial, so I I went back and loaded up the old one, so it wasn't too bad. It was still like two hours to extra that I didn't need to play, but... It's so <laughs> funny, Josh. Got- when you told us, oh, the game is wiped by save, I was thinking in my head, uh, you have two children, <laughs> you know, two teenagers living with you now? Are you sure they don't like video games? Well, the thing... The, the, I, I didn't want to dob on them. I didn't want... Well, the, like, reason, you know, the reason I was very confused was because she, she had just done the main stuff. So she was about as far like as I was in the story. So when I loaded up the save, I was like, yeah, this is about where I was. And so uh, I was like, then I was like, what the hell? Where, where's all my stuff? Uh, so I, no. That's why I was very confused to begin with. Cause I was like, how the hell she couldn't have gotten here this quickly, but no, she apparently just did the main things. Didn't explore anything. <laughs> so Eric, if uh, you're listening, like- this is what you have to look forward to when Freya gets older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it, yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun. I was honestly surprised how relatively short, the main quest was, and I, I plat- ended yep. up getting the getting the platinum, and it took me like thirty six hours, I think, maybe total. Um, pretty great, but uh, I mean, it's a pretty easy platinum. There's only like one or two things outside of just collectibles that are pretty that take some extra time to find. But uh, yeah, the, the, the but the t- two biggest things I want to say are like, and we kind of talked about one of these during the game of the year episode is the just the the graphics are fantastic, just the technical yeah. scale of everything. Um, I, I really enjoy just kind of exploring the world, even though like, you know, I have a map that points about where everything is. So it's not like I'm really exploring, but it was fun to just kind of go around, maybe find a data point or something that was hi- hiding. Uh, but the other thing I really enjoyed was the voice acting was really good. And I had no idea. I did not know my boy Lance Reddick was in there until, until uh, later yeah. on. I was like, oh, that's him. OK. And they Zavala. made him. 
And they made him look just like it. I was just like, oh, cool. Um, awesome. Yeah, the voice but, acting was pretty great. I did find her a little bit wooden from time to time. Just really? In, in certain- I, I liked her. I thought Ashley Birch did a great job. I, I thought there was times when she had so much character and when she was like funny or like stern in a funny way. Yeah. Um, but there were times where it just felt like her reaction to someone saying something quite, you know, energetic was a bit flat. And I was kind of like, oh, come on, you know, like but ham, see, it the- up, ham it up a bit for the camera. <laughs> see, on the other hand, though, like so not during the cutscenes, but like right after a cutscene or like right after you get a call or someone you know, she'll start talking like just to herself. And I thought those were the yeah. best because she was always, because she was saying what you're thinking, like, oh my God, I've got to do this again or stuff like that. So, and I, I thought her reactions there were really, really well done. Oh, there's one when she's getting out of water mm-hmm. and she's like, my hair's all wet. Oh, I'll mm-hmm. deal with it later. Yeah. And I feel like it was, a, it was a take the piss of um, Tomb Raider when she gets out of the, of the thing like shakes her hair and like all the water shakes out oh. and then her hair is kind of perfect or something uh-huh. or or maybe i'm reading more into that that's, that's might, not actually there yeah. but it reminded me so much of um like tomb raider and rise of the tomb raider i don't um, even notice she does like, that in rise of the tomb i feel like I they so. did that to show off like the hair effects yeah that's <laughs> that's what i thought it was as well to be honest maybe i'm reading more into it but uh uh, yeah, and I thought the story was really good too. I mean, it's, yeah, it was it's presented in a really good way. And then you, as you kind of unfold like what the hell happened and what the hell is going to happen, it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting. And Ellie, you 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 have it right, but you haven't played it. I have it, but I haven't even booted it up. Yeah, you should no. you should do you should put that on your list. It's good. I know, yeah, Ellie, I know. you got through the Tomb Raiders as well. Um, it just is the first one. Oh, just the first one. It you'll find it kind of similar at first, and it is similar and better. It yeah. is. It's, it's really good. The controls I, feel great. Taking down giant robot dinosaurs is always <laughs> the most fun ever. I, I like the variety of the ways you could do it too. I mean, yeah. I, eventually I kind of settled into like, okay, if this guy shows up, I'm going to do this thing. If this guy shows up, I'm going to use this thing. And uh, even like when I got to like the final boss, I was like, oh, I'm going to use this thing that I don't normally use. I mean, you can use it and it's useful, but I was just like, I never use this. Let me use this. And that yeah. t- ended up being pretty useful. Um mm. But yeah, there's, you know, you can, you can end up like you set traps for enemies, you can tie them down, you could freeze them, stun them, set them on fire. Um, there's just a whole bunch of different ways to kind of manage mobs if you're getting yeah. surrounded or something. And, and was, so, some of the hunting challenges are, are pretty nuts, especially if you don't know how to do like enemy aggro management, if you will. Yeah. When I first uncovered the hunting guild or what do you call it? The hunters. Uh, the, 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 damn it. You mean the main one or the, as as in when you became when you become part of it and you can go to well I guess you can go to the hunting quest at any point can you? Uh well you, you if you come across like the hunting ranges where you can go do the three different objectives then you can you can do those at any point I think but once you've once you've completed three of them then you're able to get into the hunter's lodge or whatever it's the called. hunter's lodge that was the phrase I was looking for yeah but once it lists out all the ones that you have to do. And I had done a couple of them and got uh, full burst suns or what do you call Blaze, it? Blazing suns. Blazing suns. Uh, I was hooked. I, I basically went and did all of those before doing anything else, except for one of them that was pretty hard um, against the big giant T-Rex kind of thing. Or you had to override um, it? Were you to override the two smaller ones or something? And, yeah, or, uh, to kill yeah. it. Yeah, that was that, the one. That one, and, that one was hard, yeah. Yeah, so I got basically uh, a full sun in that one, which isn't the Blazing Sun. 
And I went and leveled up a few times before going back and finishing it off. But those were so much fun. I totally got sidetracked by those. And yeah. as you say, I've, the fact that the, the main quest was quite short, I really love that. I like that all of the side quests were fun and interesting and it made you want to do those. And as well, you didn't feel like, oh, now I have to go do this big, long story. I thought it was all quite compact and, and quite dense and, and really it fun. It kept me engaged all the way through, you know? Yeah, the only the only complaint I'll have about I have about the game is that they did the same thing that The Witcher did, which is you track so much shit. <laughs> it's so true. So many side quests are like yeah. find the tra- find the trail. Okay, follow the trail yeah. using your using your focus. I and definitely do, felt that you do that so much, but it's the the story that goes along with each of the side quests is usually pretty good. So it's there's at least a, uh, an incentive to follow the damn trail. But you're like, oh my god, I just did this again. Let's, Fine, yeah. just get get there so I know what happens. But I so. think, Ellie, you'll appreciate how manageable it is. You will be able to finish it, and you will want to finish it, and you'll want to keep playing it. It's it's a better Tomb Raider, basically. Mm. Yeah, I've, And Tomb Raider was good. From, from yeah. what I've heard, you guys talking about it, and pretty much everyone, and I saw the Noclip documentary that you linked to. About did, you, did you watch any of it? I watched the beginning. So I, uh, to be honest, I only watched up until they finished talking about Killzone, uh, yep. which is Guerrilla Games' last franchise. That was fascinating. Like, for for that whole time, I forgot where I was watching a Horizon documentary. <laughs> in and of itself, yeah. was so interesting. Now that I've beaten uh, it, i got to watch it. I forgot about Yeah, that. you really do, Josh. And the breakdown of how they, like, uh, procedurally generated, like, all of the, the flora and fauna, and it is just amazing. It, it was absolutely mind-blowing and the fact that it all runs so well the fact that it all looks so good it's just it's a technical marvel it wow like it yeah it, it's it that was such an insight i really enjoyed that no clip documentary speaking of the fauna it's a good thing lily didn't watch me play that game because i killed a lot of bunnies <laughs> yeah so did i and foxes and raccoons yeah um monsters so, yeah so uh, another one that I've, I'm I'm in the middle of playing is uh, Elliot talked about Steam World Dig, but I picked up Steam World Heist uh, a while back, um, which is like it's a turn-based strategy game, but it's set on a 2D plane, and so you take your party members and you move them using whatever you know. You have a turn to move, you have a turn to act, and it's basically you're a Steam World pirate cap, you're a Steam ah, steampunk robot pirate captain type thing. It's Firefly and- with robots. Basically, yeah, it's Firefly and, and Robots. A 2D XCOM. Yeah. Game. And so and basically you're trying to clear out all these other pirates that are in the area. And so you board their ship and go in and either collect all the loot or kill all kill the boss at the end of the stage or kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you have to take it's I'm playing on the veteran difficulty, which is right above normal. And it's difficult. <laughs> there are a lot of times because you don't have a lot of HP and, and you have like six to nine HP. For everybody, and I mean, I, I, you might get more as you level up, but uh, things do like can do up to like five damage a turn. So you're wow. constantly like you have to make sure you're behind cover. You have to make sure like maybe you can hit a guy using a ricochet rather mm-hmm. than hitting him straight in the face. Um, it's a lot of fun, but there have been a few missions where I've been like, OK, I need to come back later when I have better stuff. <laughs> yeah, I started playing it as well. After I finished SteamWorld Dig, I wanted more SteamWorlds and I I think I told you guys a story. I happened to have downloaded the Twitch desktop app at the time and noticed yeah. the games tab and I clicked on it and it said Steam World Heist. I'd have it for some reason. 
So I also started playing it uh, same time as you, Josh, and just want to echo the difficulty. Like it yeah. starts off fine. And I also started on veteran, like the one yeah. above normal. And I did not get down to normal. And even yeah. then I'm barely scraping by some of these stages. Yeah. It's yeah, it's brutal. It, it can, I, I really like the fourth dude you get. No, four, fourth or fifth. The, the big burly dude with, with a grenade launcher. He he takes a lot of hits for me. Ah. But uh, I'm almost done. So I, the game's divided, like, I think, into three sections. And I'm, I'm almost done with the first. I think I've got one or two missions left in that one. So hopefully I'll have that knocked out soon. But uh, I'm enjoying it cool. so far. I don't think yeah, I'll I'm, ever finish it. It's too yeah. hard. <laughs> I might jump into that as well. I've got it from a Humble Bundle mm-hmm. on PC. And obviously the Steam World, haven't played Steam World Dig, I kind of dig the... Oh, I oh yes. <laughs> Terrible. Heisted as well. <laughs> I really uh, appreciate the world as it is and uh, that steampunky vibe and the characters are kind of funny and kind of quirky. Yeah. It, it really is... Uh, could definitely draw me back in. Um, but I've been on a bit of a tactics kick myself. Like I've been playing uh, Invisible Ink is a fucking hard game too, by the way. So I think we all have it on PS Plus. Yeah. I think I downloaded it. Whether, either, either way, I think I have it on Steam also. So Yeah. Yeah. It is a fantastic game. You're basically, you start out controlling two spies and you're, uh, dropped in, you're trying to infiltrate this like mega corporations, futuristic evil corp, you know, and you're trying to steal secrets and stuff from them or uh, presumably assassinate targets and things. But it is XCOM style, isometric view, uh, turn based, but it has this thing where the alert level is constantly ticking up. And enemies are being added uh, to the game board as you go. Uh, and it's just this really tense feeling all the time. I tried playing it on regular with no rewinds, and I just got annihilated for the first few times. Similar to Steam World Dig, as you say, Elliot. Heist, but yeah. I'll give you a show. Well, Heist also, there are some missions where you oh, have sorry, like a- Steam World Heist. We, uh, Steam World Heist has countdown timers in some of yeah. them. So, like, after, like, X amount of turns, enemies start spotting again. And usually, usually after you're done uh. with the mission, you have to escape somehow. And yep. that's when you're like, oh, God, there's more enemies coming. Quick, run. <laughs> you know? It's, yeah. That's, that's where I keep dying is when I'm trying to escape because the turrets come out and just, like, fuck you up. <laughs> so, here, so, here's a tip. If, you're, if, you, you have, if you have on a mission where you can do this, get, like, two of your your other two guys and space them out along the way back before you pick up the final thing or do the final mm. thing you need to do. And that way, if enemies start spawning, you can start shooting them on your way out. So I haven't I haven't finished with everyone alive yet, like in at Ooh. least three or four missions. So you can replay missions to get the water that you need to spend on stuff. So if you need to go back and like get some money so you can uh, buy better stuff, um, you can go replay that, a mission. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, um, so I've got one more. What one else more, have you been playing? One more game I played, and I beat this in like two days. Um, it's called Night in the Woods. It just came out like oh, yeah. a few months ago, maybe on 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 PC, and I think it's coming out on Switch in February. Hmm. Uh, had I played this, had I played this in 2017, I probably would have put it somewhere on my game of the year list near the top. Wow. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. Like it's got this 
It's it's, so, it's you, so the story is you play as this anthropomorphic cat named May M A E, and everybody's an anthropomorphic animal in this game. Um, who's coming home from college her sophomore year after dropping out, and she's heading back home to her town of Possum Springs, which is like a dying mill town in mm-hmm. rural wherever. And so, but the game it's all about like her. She goes back and like meets her family and meets her friends. And most of the game is you spending time with your friends or talking to other people in not the town. It's, it's, it's like an, an adventure game. It's like a, not really point and click, but that style of game, not a whole, yep. there's a few, there's a few minor puzzles, but nothing really like that taxes your brain or anything. But, uh, it's, it's just, the story is really well done. And the dialogue is actually like what I would expect people to be saying in these situations. It's hmm. really realistic. It's just, it, it really just floored me with how well it's all done. And the graphics are like this 2d, uh, it's two dimensional, but it's like, I, I don't, I'm trying to think of something to compare it to kind of like South park, but not really South park. Strong it's, bad. It's, it's, it's very colorful. Yeah. Kind of, I guess, but it's, it's, I really like the style. Like it, everything just looks beautiful. Mm. And if it's running at 60 FPS on my PC, it looks just great in motion. Um, also the music's amazing. The music is amazing. Like, uh, yeah, so I the uh, the story picks up along the way, and, but it really just gets down to like her inter- May's interactions with her friends, and like she's she doesn't understand what they're going through, they don't understand what she's going through, but it, but they kind of learn more about each other as the story goes along. And it's just really really well done. I I cannot recommend it enough. It's fantastic. Well, you're gonna have to buy it for Elliot for his All birthday right. now. I'm, I'm, I'm and thinking I'm gonna of, have I'm to sit around it. and just not have it. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, if you if 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 you're not if you are buying games this year, someone go out and or go out and buy Night of the, Night in the Woods. It's amazing. Man. Josh, did you ever play Oxenfree? No, but I was talking to someone that actually I have Oxenfree. I think on I think we all have it. Uh, was it on PS Plus or no? Broken Age was on PS Plus. I think I have Oxenfree on Steam, but I think I have it. Uh, but I was talking yeah. to someone else that pl- had played Night in the Woods, and she said to me, "She's like, have you played Oxenfree?" And I was like, "No." She's like, "Do that next." I'm like, "All right, cool." Yeah. Wow. So that's that's what I was wondering because. Again, 2D style um, dialogue is very realistic and you can choose whether to interrupt people or like basically hear them out in the trails, you know, but it's much more uh, like natural and flowing dialogue than, say, uh, Walking Dead or something like that. Yeah. I feel like all these games with like. Not teen, maybe, yeah, like mid teens going through shit is all in the fucking Pacific Northwest. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Night, are, Night in the uh, Woods, maybe. I don't know. It reminded me of like a Pittsburgh rural suburb sort of type thing. Cause they talk about like dying mills and stuff. So I guess it could be so around maybe. more of that area, but yeah. I get, um, it, it's not specific. So life is just, strange is the other one as well. Oh yeah, that's oh, right. Like, I have that one too. I need to play that. Why is it Pacific Northwest? <laughs> yeah. Cause that's where the cool kids hang out. Where the cool kids I know. Out. <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll work on my near middle-aged angst game soon <laughs> yeah so but uh, uh that's pretty much it for me right now steve-o uh apart from invisible ink oh yeah the rest of the tactics kick um mario and rabbits mm. <laughs> good man which elliot have you played much of it josh obviously i know you dominated it yeah uh, <laughs> a little i i'm like i'm still in the first world but i think yeah. like map eight or nine right now so i'm just like slowly chipping away every night you're still learning everything 
Yeah. That's you know that was one of the things I was going to mention. Like I love the fact that it is uh XCOM style turn-based strategy. Um you can only take a certain number of steps. You can jump off one of your own love teammates that. to move further. You can slide into an opponent and then bounce off to position yourself. I love that there's all of these little, you know, quirks and additions to the regular XCOM format, but also I love that in typical Nintendo style, even though I realize it's made by Ubisoft and not mm. Nintendo, it builds up your skill set and it introduces mechanics and controls to you iteratively. And I feel like I'm in complete control of everything that I've done so far. And I feel like I'm still learning and they're still introducing things to me. But it's it's that thing that Nintendo does it makes everything approachable mm-hmm. and it means anyone could play this game basically and really, really enjoy it. And the rabbits aren't the worst <laughs> and, and it is kind of funny and you know, it's, it's a really fun game. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. It's taken over from me from uh steam world dig as my game to play like before going to sleep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's excellent. There's actually uh there was a recent uh article that was, one of the XCOM guys was talking about Mario on Mario Rabbids, and he was like, "Yes, it's amazing." Here it is. He's like, uh, he like he's talking about the things like movement and stuff like that. He says, like a, a, an example uh, in XCOM, moving a soldier is typically a simple case of running them from cover A to cover B. That's how it's always been. It's not something I ever thought of changing until I played Mario Rabbids. That is where movement yep. is a chain of interesting decisions like springboarding off your squad mates, sliding through your enemies, rolling through warp tunnels, all before you fire a single shot. Movement in Kingdom Battle adds a whole new layer of tactical interest to every turn. It jolted me into reconsidering one of XCOM's design principles. Wow. So they're big they're big fans of it too. Dang. Who is that guy? He, t- uh, Jake- he speaks very eloquently. We should get him on the podcast. <laughs> uh, it's uh Jake Solomon. He was the lead designer of XCOM. Friend of the show, future yeah. guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should you should look up that article. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm I'm getting such a kick out of it at the moment. Uh, as I said, it's a perfect game that because it's sectioned off in the different uh, battles that you have. Um, you said, Elliot, there's more than nine in the first world. I was kind of expecting it to be like four or five. Yeah, or something. when I hit eight, I was like, how long is this going to keep going? So, <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's great. It, it means you can like tackle it like a series or something. There's Play there's, a couple there's ten there in each then... world plus a bonus one. Ah, cool. And then there's a bunch of challenges that unlock after each after you finish a world. Jeez. So. So you run through, do all the missions in the final one. Then you run through again, finding all the, doing all the challenges and the special mission and then finding all the stuff you missed. Yeah, that's right. There's lots of things that I'm coming up to now here and there. And it's saying, I don't know how to do this yet. So I yeah, know there's yeah. going to be a bit of backtracking yeah, to once pick you, up all the things. Yeah. When you finish a, a world, you, you open up new ways to do things. So Yeah. yeah Such I, a fun game. I love it. Yeah. Like you said, the tactics hit between... SeaWorld Heist and Mario Rabbids is definitely being fulfilled right now. And it's like, I haven't really, like, I never played XCOM. I haven't really done much tactics gaming in a long time. So I'm yeah. really having a good time. You know what it really uh, brought back to me as well, though? It's this is the lull. This is the quiet period. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we can finally dip into all these games, which, like, 
Uh, Invisible Ink is a game that I would have thought, oh, it could take forever because it's quite tricky. And if I want to play it at a respectable difficulty or something, it might, it might take a while. But the fact that there's no games coming out now, and even better, the fact that we're not planning on buying games, I'm not stressed out about, oh, no, I, I should be playing this newer thing. And I'm not worried about, oh, should I pick up this game that's on sale? And should I add it to my backlog or play it immediately? You know, I'm actually taking the time to delve into a PS Plus game mm-hmm. that otherwise I would never play. I would never play Invisible Ink if I was worried about games coming out this year that I have to play the stories of or games last year that I have to play the stories of. It's like it's like a weight has been lifted. It's true. Long live no new games 2018. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's freeing in a weird way. Like you it really is. Like you see like the sale threads come up and like the Wario 64 Twitter posts and you're just like I just like nope. Don't need to do it. Don't need to like fret over it. Don't need to sit there and think shit should I get this. Yeah. Um cuz the answer is no and I'm going to play the fucking amazing games that we picked up. And Ellie, you and have Elliot. like typified this by jumping into a, a monster of a game. Uh, Demon Souls. Oh, God. That's what you meant. Yeah. Um, I, I was about to say Dark Souls on Switch is coming out. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're going to mention that in a minute. But just before, I'm not going to talk too much about Demon Souls because I've only finished 1 1, which is exactly as far as I've gotten before three previous times. So. Well, at least you know more about the world now. Elliot didn't realize that this game is consistently saving. I, I that if you exit out at any point, that it saves your progress. Spend time. I can't. Just, he thought I that you lost. had to run through these impossible levels, killing everything, and make your way back to the starting point if you ever want to quit. That's not the case. You can quit at any time so, after killing one enemy. In fairness, and you would be fine. I knew that in 2010. I forgot it over <laughs> the last seven years. Um, uh, but yeah it's uh, awesome I'm definitely sticking very close to a guide because uh, the the servers are shutting down February 25th or like end of February Uh, so this is my last shot to play it as it was meant to be played Um, and it's a really good motivator to get it done so far so good I thought I was gonna go for a platinum run right off the bat but i don't think i'm gonna do that it's like biting off more than i can chew and it's um, not hard it's just time consuming well what ultimately made me decide not to was all the platinum guides i saw said play offline and so that totally defeats the purpose of trying to get it before the servers shut off i'll be honest i played it all offline you did (laughs) i did Uh, did you platinum it josh oh yeah yeah Yeah, both both demons and dark Dark Souls 2, I'm not doing that stone. You're a machine, man. Yeah, we knew that about him. Dark Souls, I would say Dark Souls 1 is easily the most difficult game I've ever completed. Jeez. It was brutal. And I I used a guide, but the amount of grinding and redoing the same level over and over just to get to that boss and get annihilated again, even, even with a guide. And I mean... Uh, when I did it the way the guide said, it would usually be plain sailing. But some of the bosses are just straight up hard. There's no two ways about yeah. it. They're they're amazing games. From software, make great great games. It is fun. I got, I've got Dark Souls three and Bloodborne on my to do list. So nice. Try to decide which one of those I should be playing first. Wait, wait on Bloodborne because we might do that for our uh, roulette yeah. one day. Okay. Our okay. Roulette. So you play Dark Souls three, and we'll all play Bloodborne together one day. Okay.
but yeah, having a lot of fun. Um, that's going to be my main focus uh, for now. Uh, but Elliot, can I ask you, stream it? I don't have a, it's PS3 only. PS3 oh, exclusive. yeah. Okay, yeah, we got to find you in Elgato. Give, give him your Elgato. Yeah. <laughs> Post that. <laughs> One of the other things that you'll find about it, Elliot, is even though it's like brutally difficult and really frustrating, and when you do the thing where you beat a boss and you get all these souls and then you die before <laughs> getting to bank them, that is the moment when you're going to be like, fuck this shit, I'm not doing it anymore, I'm done with this, but that'll happen to you once, and you'll be like, I can't believe this game, it's so it's so unfair, it's terrible. It'll happen to you a second time, out of stupidity, having known that, and just like being stupidly forgetting to, to cash them in, and then you will never fucking do it ever again <laughs> from then on you'll be like i'll never do that again because my life isn't worth it well that won't happen to him until he plays dark souls because in demon souls once you beat a boss you get a little thing right there that that you can work yeah, back to it takes you right back oh, it's a bit more forgiving yeah that's right they're they're completely sectioned off yeah, yeah. okay well so you can't complain about that nope <laughs> looking forward to it how many times did you get how many times did the dragon kill you uh i haven't died yet like I said, I've done one one like three or four times now, and I'm well. Now you can now you can level up at least closely to a guy. There was one moment that was harrowing as shit because the guide is like, jump down into this area and clear out like the four enemies sitting there. So I jumped down, accidentally rolled off onto the following area where I get swarmed <laughs> by fifteen dudes and an <laughs> archer shooting at me the whole time, and I lived. I fucking lived. I killed them all. I was rolling. <laughs> And backing up and just and like the further I backed up, the more guys I like drew in. But Lots then, of firebombs. Then eventually, <laughs> luckily none of my firebombs. Luckily, uh, the only projectile was the archer guy. Um, no, I meant you using the firebombs on them. No, because I knew I had to save it for the boss. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I because I'm a I'm a royal. And so I was just like spamming my like uh, okay. shooting at them and then just rolling out of the way and hitting them when I could. It, uh, you're like, playing guys, easy. You're playing easy mode. You, <laughs> This is a new Elliot. It was, man, so when when they all died and everything was like quiet, I was just like sweating, <laughs> heaving for air. Like I felt like then, I'd and, run a mile. And then while he waits, someone comes up from behind and goes, plink. And just, yeah, yeah spikes you in the back. <laughs> Why? Oh man, it was so close. Uh, okay, well, well, Royal's easy mode, so you should be fine. That's what I've heard. I can't believe this. This is like, the world has been flipped on his head. All these games are playing. No new games. 20, 2018 is the most amazing thing that's ever happened. Elliot has completed three games <laughs> and he's playing Demon Souls. The, the world's gone mad. That's what I haven't completed. The Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> you had to bring it up. Or Silent Hill. <laughs> or Silent Hill. I'll get there. So, but uh, I guess then, are you going to be sad that you're going to be missing out on the new Nintendo announcement? Yeah, so that's what I want to get into next here, because that shit, wait, well, some people are happy about it. Some people are really angry that Nintendo made something that isn't for them. I know. <laughs> uh, the Nintendo Labo, uh, which is, I'm, the, the video going around is very popular. If you haven't seen it yet, it's basically a cardboard do-it-yourself controller uh, peripherals and accessories, accessories yeah. that... 
go with the switch. Like you put uh, the coolest one that I saw that starts off the whole thing was they print out. Uh, it's basically a cardboard stencil. You pop out the shapes, you fold them according to the directions, uh, and it makes this little cardboard piano, this little keyboard. Yeah. And then they stick the IR receiver end of the one, the right Joy-Con, in to face the inside yeah. of the uh, the piano. So when you push a key, it sees which key is being moved, and then the switch generates the sound. Yeah. No Genius. way. Yeah, no. Absolutely amazing application yeah. of this wow. technology. And like you, there's you look at this. There's one for like a there's like a fishing rod one, um, yeah. where like you put the Joy Cons into the side so you can reel it in, and you put the switch down below, and you can see the fish you're trying to catch, and the Joy Con will, will rumble when you're about to catch one, so you got to like pull it up and catch the fish and then reel it in. Um, and, and then there was uh, one that you put both Joy Cons in each either side of the the switch screen, and you use them as uh, oh, yeah. motorcycles. Motorcycle, motorcycle yeah, yeah. 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 And then the one with the where you it looked like you were like a transformer, or like Optimus Prime, where it, it gives you like a backpack and then like use the Joy-Cons to punch. It's all, yeah. was it, did, is there like a VR thing in that one, like a headset you put the switch in or is, or is, or is that? No, he was looking at the TV. So he was. The oh, the lot. TV. OK, like the gotcha. I didn't really see the difference between that and arms, to be honest. <laughs> but but that's just I don't know. It's it looks <laughs> so cool. It's like it's. In an ingenious, it's an ingenious way to use the technology that comes with the switch. Like you yep. see that they made the switch, you see that they have these motion controls in there, and you see why they did it. And the concept in and of itself is an in, is ingenious for playing video games in all these different ways. Then they just yep. took those simple technologies and were like, "Hey, we're just going to use the motion accelerometer and the IR receiver and build yep. this fucking like p- creative playground." And it's it's marketed yeah. more towards kids, um, right? Yep. Where building the devices is part of the experience and you see how they work. You see how things go together and the software that comes with it um, has a programming mode where you can code your own programs yeah. to use with like, I did not realize incredible. that it's like, yeah. you want to teach your kid how like to be an engineer or a mechanic or a, a programmer, just yeah. stick them in a room with this. Like I'm like, I have a nephew who's, almost four years old. I can't wait till he gets old enough to play with this. I want to buy him a switch with Labo. I think he'd fucking go insane over it. Yeah. It's, it's, it is very interesting. I'm just, it's something I'm sitting there going like, uh, why is that? I just, I don't know. I'm just trying, I'm just flabbergasted that that someone in a meeting was like, what if we give sell people cardboard? (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, I'm not, I'm not knocking him for it. It's an, it's a, it's a, it's an ingenious thing. I I mean, I, obviously some people are very angry about it online, but um, (laughs) it's just very, it's just, I don't know. It's like, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's odd. <laughs> it's it's great. It's just very weird. It's <laughs> well, when you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. It follows Nintendo are a toy maker. Yeah, they made playing cards. They made physical things before video games. Uh, the fact that they have engineers to come up with this kind of thing yeah. is amazing, and I have so much like respect for it. It's not something that I'm gonna buy. Or then again. When Elliot talks about it like that, being able to show kids this, then I'm like, well, maybe once my little niece gets a few years older, maybe maybe I would want to pick it up. Yeah, right. But for now, as a, as a game player, <laughs> it it doesn't really interest me. So it's not for you. Yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. angry that it exists. 
Exactly. <laughs> How adult of you, Steve. I was about to say, thank you for being an adult, Steve. <laughs> I honestly want to get it for myself. I think it's, I, and it's, it's just one of those things that I would, I know I, I put it together once and never use it again, but yeah, but just, that, yeah. just, and I know I'm caught up in the hype, but it's just, it's ingenious. I don't know how else to describe it. It's like, it definitely it, is. But there are levels of things that I'm happy having sitting around my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got a Switch and a PS4 and an Xbox One, which I rarely use, and uh, a Super banana Nintendo Classic, flask. and a hip, and a banana <laughs> hip flask. <laughs> like some of those things get used a lot, and some of them are just sitting there. And right. it's like it's it's okay that they're sitting there. Mm-hmm. But then I think about what if I had a, a PlayStation VR. And it was sitting around. It's like, I wouldn't really want to have that sitting around. I'm not going to use it. And it's not that I'd be embarrassed about it. It's just that I would feel like, oh, there's a, a waste of money that I'm not using. If I had a load of cardboard built things <laughs> yeah. sitting around, like I used to have Legos. I used to love Lego and Lego Technic. When I was a kid, I would build all of them. And then they would just kind of sit there and look yeah. great. But then they would get dusty. And it's like, well, what's the point if you're not breaking them all up and building new things with them, you know? Yeah. And I'm a grown ass man. I don't need cardboard things built and not used in my house. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and I, I'm where I am with Elliot too. I was like, it's, I'm really excited about it, but it is probably one of those things where I'd play it for like a week and then be like, okay, that was fun. So probably, probably not for me, but I'm still excited to see what happens with it, especially with the whole make your own stuff. The make your own yeah. program. If that's legit, I, I might get it for that just to like, so talk around. yeah. So, I mean, so Steve was, so I, I was very impressed that Steve was an adult. So let's, moving on, let's talk about Metal Gear Survive. <laughs> Steve all boycotting, right? Steve Because we love Kojima yeah. more than I'll, we love. I'll be Konami. honest, I saw some, I saw a gameplay, gameplay of it about a week or so ago when they released it. It looks interesting. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, 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 I kind of want to give it a try. I mean, I'm not going to buy it, obviously, but I, there's a beta going on, I guess it starts right now. I might give it a shot just because I, I loved the gameplay of the Phantom Pain. Again, we yep. can talk you can talk story all you want, but the gameplay itself was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if that translates to somehow in Metal Gear Survive, I mean, I mean, I know it's there's a lot of like I don't know zombie hordes or whatever that are mm. in there, so probably a lot less stealth and more action run, run and gun. But uh, it might be fun to at least try. So I, I'm I'm planning on giving it a shot. But is it co-op? Is is the beta? Can can we play together? I honestly don't know. We, sure. we can find out after this podcast. <laughs> um, my only hang up is in terms of as far as boycotting is Metal Gear is Kojima. He made it. He made it what it is. He made it something that people want to buy. And Konami is just sticking the name on these assets that he made and trying to make money off of it. And that part just bugs me because... Yep. Metal Gear is one of my favorite franchises. Kojima is one of my favorite video game designers. And it's like, I'm not saying I won't play it, but it, I think it's shitty that they're still trying to capitalize on there, this guy. There that, is online co-op, I just checked. They're trying to capitalize on this guy that they just shat on and wanted nothing to do with. Um, yeah. Kind of and it was all about the story for, for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was all about the story until the most recent one came out, Metal Gear Solid Five. Fan of Pain came out and then that kind of fell away and it was about the gameplay and it was about uh, checking off boxes in the in your mission, you know, your list of uh, 
What's the word I'm looking for, Jesus? Uh, <laughs> objectives. <yeah. laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Mission objectives. And that was amazing. But I guess they were already a little bit Nakajima. But to use the Metal Gear Solid name in something yeah. that's about horde mode zombies, it's not. Come on, Metal Gear. Metal Gear was about stories. It was about worlds and and a character, a main character, learning what the hell's going on, yeah. and, and not and not fun, and not figuring it out. And there's not too much because there's out. too much shit. Metal Expecting Gear. a payoff at the end of a thirty year or whatever saga, and not really getting it. But <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's over. Metal Gear die. Yeah, Metal, yeah but, Metal Gear die. Episode title. What? Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, the other one which I'm kind of excited to play is, but I'm not going to for a while, is the Dark Souls remaster on Switch. Uh, that's having a portable Dark Souls sounds like a pretty awesome thing to have. Yeah, it's just uh, amazing that but, this is yeah. coming. That's yeah, you know, it's such a hardcore. Uh, hardcore fucking game and it's coming to switch i want demon souls i mean it'll, it would it's a sony thing so it'd be on ps4 but i would love a remaster so i could play it again <laughs> guys can i say something really controversial yes i think the idea of a souls game on switch is fucking terrible what? why i think i think it's awful i think why would you want to play this thing on your commute why would you want to like this requires games like the Souls games require all of your focus. <laughs> they need you to like take a half an hour to meditate before you play, <laughs> completely <laughs> relax, and then sit down and be at the top of your game. No twitching, no like lapses in concentration. Focus. Yeah, but what, if, what if I'm lying in bed and want to play it? Get up off your arse. Go lie in your sofa. So that's the thing. So my <laughs> counter argument is. Like you said, you're going to die over and over and over and over and over again. And this way, you don't have to do it glued to the same spot on your couch. You can do it in bed. Yeah. You can do it walking around the house. You can do it at the club. You can do it at the bar. <laughs> and also, and also, as Elliot learned, you can just turn it off when you need to stop. Yeah, pause apparently it. that's a thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I wonder, can we get Eric to buy it? Make it his new toilet game. I think that'd be fun. Um. Yeah. Let us know, Eric, because you can still buy <laughs> games. Uh. <laughs> so I think that's all the games we've played and most of the news we want to discuss during this time. But uh, coming up, something that we haven't done in a while. So uh, stay tuned. <laughs> all right. Welcome back. So it's been a while, but we're gonna do a new backlog roulette. Um, what? Yeah, I know. Uh, unfortunately, the last one I rolled was Metal Gear Rising, and in my move, I somehow misplaced my PlayStation Two and my PlayStation Three. So, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I know. I moved. I, I moved an entire mile and a half away, and somehow that one box—I don't know where the fuck it is. So, can I um, remind you that this is the man who gives Elliot dogs abuse about not having bought extra Sega Genesis games? At some yard sale. <laughs> and he's just gone and lost two classic consoles. Damn, dude. Yeah, I'm but mine, was, mine wasn't a missed opportunity. Mine was just something that happened. Something happened that was bad. Hey. <laughs> Sounds more foolish you, to you, me. You were in my shoes. I would have <laughs> bought, uh, bought more games. 
Um, so I'll get there for, uh, for now, for the first one, um, since we have so many other games on our plate, we're just going to pick one game that all three of us are going to play at the same time and hopefully have done before the next two episodes. Hopefully, the- definitely no, no messing around this time, lads. We're all in it. <laughs> just like no new games, 2018. All right. We so, can do this. Ellie's beaten games. It's going to true. He, it's, it's true. I know. It's so, impressive. So proud of him. I'm proud it's of me good too. until like March now. <laughs> <laughs> So I'll go first here. Uh, the one I wanted all of us to play. It's a fun little platforming game. Got a lot of boss fights. Uh, it should be pretty easy for us, I think. Uh, no, to knock out no, in a few weeks. Don't do it. Uh, it's going to be uh, it. no. It's going to be a cu- fun little game. It. Fun little game called Cuphead. Oh, no. uh, I did not see that. We coming. can do it, Elliot. You can watch a guy. We're gonna die. To. We're gonna die. You can do it. And, so, and okay, let's let's do it like this, right? If we don't manage to beat the game by next time, out. We forget about it and we re-roll. But, yeah, but just, I really so, want to play it. It's just going to well, take well, me no, longer so than two weeks. So then play it and beat it. It's going to stop. You've been playing Demon Souls. You're 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 a pro now at these at these types. Of, as these That's the thing. Games. I'm taking so much abuse already. I don't need more. <laughs> so now you're used to it. <laughs> okay. Well, Elliot, I'll, I'll, I'll try and help out by picking something story based as well. I am you, excited. You go first, I though. do want a reason to play it. Um, I'm just terrified that it's going to take me a long time because it's very hard. But We'll see. Got a one in three chance. Good pick. Is this my turn? Yeah, it you're up. certainly is. Um, speaking of story-based alternatives that aren't impossible, um, <laughs> one of the games that we all picked up towards the end of the year was Uncharted: Lost Legacy, the right, sequel yeah. or like nice. kind of DLC sequel-ish to Uncharted Four. It's in the same engine, but it's still pretty much a standalone experience. It's like 10, 12 hours long, from what I've heard. So. Um, we all got to play it. Yeah. We've all played four. Yeah, that'll be a good one. It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Four is a lot of fun. I've heard a lot of good things about Lost Legacy. So that yeah, that's a good choice. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Hopefully we get Steve-o. that and not fucking Cuphead. <laughs> <laughs> Last up is my good self. And I am going to go for a game that you ungrateful bastards probably wouldn't have played otherwise. Observer. We're, we're going to play Observer. Nice. It's right. uh, an amazing steampunk world. It's meant to have a great story. I, I played the first scenario of it, and it, you know, it's tense. It's it's fun. You're going to enjoy it. So, so Elliot so. either gets Elliot either gets a difficult game, the one he picked, or one that has horror elements to it. It's, and you're, it's not and you're that ca- hard. And you called and me I, a dick I, for picking I, Silent Hill. The odds <laughs> are read not in reviews. my favor. <laughs> I've read reviews that say... Uh, it's uh, a fun game, even for people who don't like scary games. That's what I've heard. Shall I do the Shall I do the honors? Sure. Uh, can we trust him? Yeah, he's rolling in Slack. No choice but to trust him. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, oh no, just uh, one just appeared. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll roll. I'll actually roll. Two. two uncharted roll the two elliot survived i think in the like nine months we've been doing this podcast this is the second time anyone has rolled anything that i picked ever elliot is the unluckiest bastard when it comes to backlog yay lost legacy i think we can all get behind that yeah, yeah absolutely a good story it's got two female protagonists uh, we should be able to roll through pretty quickly take it take into it and in sections, play a couple hours here and there. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm optimistic about this. We should get some Uncharted Online while we're at it, too. Uh, Good call. Played that in a while. That in a while. 
Um, okay, cool. Well, uh, Elliot, what do you say? Um, good roulette, guys. We're going to wrap up this part of the podcast. As we mentioned at the start, we're going to do a bit of an uh, What Remains of Edith Finch spoilerific discussion coming up after this. But for those of you leaving us right now, we'll do our sign off. Um, this has been Rather Be Playing. You can catch more of us in between episodes here at RatherBeCast.com. We're on Twitter. Our podcast updates are on at RBP cast and I'm at RBP Elliot. Steve-O's at RBP Steve-O. Josh is at RBP Josh. We're wherever podcasts can be found. If you go on iTunes or Stitcher, Android, Google, jump on there. Give us a like. Give us a, a review. Drop us a line. Say something nice. We respond very well to the compliments. Share um, us with your <laughs> friends and your family and your people. Tell, tell everyone you know. Uh, if you have any questions, shoot them to questions at ratherbecast.com and we will read them on the air and have deep discussions about them. Um, <laughs> deep. Very deep. And if you have no intention of ever playing What Remains of Edith Finch yourself, hang around and listen to our sports. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. you might enjoy it. Um, but No, they will enjoy it. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> You're right. You're right, Josh. Right. I'm underselling it. Um, but if you're leaving us now, it's been fun. We will catch you in two weeks. Um, but if you're hanging around, let's get into Edith Finch. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Slong <laughs> Gafoil. All right. <laughs> <laughs> means goodbye. And I believe you. you I believe that's what that was. But uh, it gave me pause. All right, guys. All right, guys. So we all we all completed what remains of Edith Finch this past few weeks. We uh, beat so, a uh, game. I know. Uh, so uh, what remains? Not uh, much. Apparently, my heart was broken. <laughs> yeah, she. My is. heart, my my tiny little Irish heart was broken by this game. I absolutely <laughs> adored it. Yeah, it was, it was all the emotional heartstrings. All the oh man, uh, surprise after surprise as well. Like, I don't know yep. how many times I was just left with my jaw open and like that pain and like the pit of your stomach. Like, ah, what the fuck? Like the baby in the bathtub. Ugh. Oh, gosh. Oh, guys. Yeah. So, so yeah. after like the like, because I walked into the game not knowing a whole lot about it or anything. And so, I mean, yes, yeah, so she starts talking about like a curse relatively early on, I think. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after the first story and the second story, I was like. Okay, yeah, these are all going to be depressing. Well, yeah, so let's set that up. Um, the premise is uh, Edith Finch is the last and youngest member of this huge family that started uh, in Norway uh, with Odin Finch, was the like, yeah. great, great, great grandfather, who came over on his with his house. He packed up his house and floated it across the Atlantic to start a new uh, house. Yeah, yeah. A, a new it's a nice little... Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And actually through, I guess, the Panama Canal and up to the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Um, as soon as he got there, the house sinks. Um, and so they build a new right house. Off, right off the coast. Right off. Yeah. Like you could see it from where the new house is. And in this house, the entire lineage of this family um, has lived. And they don't grow old. They all die young. Everyone <laughs> dies unnaturally no no wait, wait everyone doesn't die young uh, they die <laughs> they, uh, they die at different ages there's one no? guy but he was in his 50s who lives till he's old 
like they, they still die prematurely and unnaturally. Yeah, I guess like so. they're how, how how old was Walter? Because he's the one that li- li- he was in his mid fifties. I did the math on the mid-50s. years. He looked a lot older. He looked like he was seventy, but he was only fifty something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He was fifty three. Um, and so that's the thing. They they think there's this family curse. Um, they've had a string about like either kids disappear or they are are murdered or there's accidents. And as you walk through the house, you walk through each of the bedrooms that they've all had. And like through the years, they've been like sealed off because it's bad memories and things yeah. like that. And so you kind of have to work your way through nooks and crannies. It's a, it's all first person. And uh, you go in and you see their story kind of unfold and you see what happened to them. Um, and that kind of ties into the overall story about like, is it a curse? And what does it mean if it is life? A series of bad decisions. Yeah, it's uh, so, yeah. So it. It starts off the first of the uh, characters that you meet that you're able to get into the room is Molly. Molly's, yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. she's the little girl who, you know, I think she was six when she She died. And yeah, the the story that you play out is a story of her. She was 10. uh, She was 10. Mm. Yeah. Um, Imagining uh, being. All the all of these different mm-hmm. animals. Basically, she imagines herself climbing out the window, turning into uh, a hawk. Is it? Yeah, an owl. A, it was a yeah. cat first. Oh, an owl. It was a cat right, first, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, yeah, she was a cat. Yes. Oh, sorry. She was the cat first, and then the owl, and then she turns like a shark. In, yeah. Into a the shark starts rolling down then, the hill, <laughs> like she's yeah, still yeah, above yeah. land as the owl, and the owl turns into a shark, and it's just like awkwardly. Tumbling yeah. down <laughs> until it hits the water, and then you're swimming. Yeah, and then you, you become a monster that starts eating. Yeah, it. I forgot. She gets up on the boat and is like, yeah, killing people. Your goal is to run around. But like, so before that, like the story with her is she's she's in her room and she's like terribly hungry, but like her mom oh, doesn't right, want to yeah. give her any food, so she starts eating like everything she could find. So she eats like her gerb, her pet gerbil or hamster's mm-hmm. food. And she eats like an entire tube of toothpaste. Yeah. And then she starts eating like decorative holly berries or something or actual holly berries. I'm not. Yeah. And so and like, then she, she starts those, to imagine all of this. Yeah. Well, when she ate the berries, I was sitting there going, I see yeah. where this is going because those cause you to hallucinate. Oh, do <laughs> so, they? I thought it was yeah. mistletoe and that this was going to kill her. But. But yeah, but no, the, the holly berries will cause you to will definitely cause you to hallucinate. Yeah. So um, and then, you know, they always tell you not to eat toothpaste. So I'm sitting there going, oh, this is yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, she, but even in that one story, we got the the a feel for all of these crazy different mm-hmm. dynamics. Yeah, you're controlling all of these different entities, these different creatures, and they all feel so totally different. And it's kind of foreshadowing the entire yeah. game. Yeah, you know, all like, of these stories are going to feel totally different. Yeah, because it's a walk. Because in general, it is a walking simulator. Whereas you're playing as Edith when you're walking around the house. But every time you come across a new story, there's an entirely new mechanic you're going to be yeah. messing around with, which is kind of which is like they had that all built into there. And even like the the different ways the stories are told when you're not like the comic book one. It was just like side panels moving around, and it was like this is a different game inside this game. Like every other story was a different game yeah. inside this game, and it was really cool. I will say my favorite story was Barbara's. Yeah, that's the one I was just Barbara's thinking of. Barbara's was yeah. the comic book one, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, Bar- Barbara's was awesome. The whole uh, So Barbara was like a child star, and she was well known for her scream in a horror movie of some sort. 
and then never really got anything else, any more work. She got older and her scream changed, which I thought was a great reason for there to be a wash up child actor. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And so like she later on in her life, she's uh, what, 32 or something like 36. I don't know. But she's uh, she starts fighting with her boyfriend at the time and, you know, kicks her, kicks him out. And then all of a sudden she starts hearing these radio broadcasts saying like there's a hook, hook hand killer nearby. And so, you know, you're, you play as Barbara kind of wandering through the house trying to, you know, be on guard because she thinks someone's in the house. Um, and it's all told in this comic book mm-hmm. style. Yes. Where you're flipping pages as you're uh, moving through the world in first person yeah. perspective. Yeah. Picking picking up a crutch and yeah. swinging it at things. And the, the colors are so striking and the, the brush strokes are, you know, the whole world is made up of like pen strokes or brush strokes and it is so vivid and just, it's so exciting and the music goes so great with it and it's a little bit creepy, but it's so good because uh, after a couple of more downbeat stories, it just jumps the pace Mm -hmm. up again and it it really like gets you hyped up again. Well, on that one, like it, it's, it does this, it, like flips the script like three times on you. Like, okay. So she thinks someone's in the house. She goes and finds him. And then she turns, turns out that it's, it's Rick in like a Bigfoot mask, you know, trying to help her get her screen. Yeah. Things like that. And then, and then she, so, you know, she, I think she kicks Rick out after that again, or, uh, but she finds out that then there's another guy that's in the house and this one's actually a hook man killer is going after. Her. And so finally she whacks him on the head with a crutch and then she falls and the guy falls to his, I guess, death or she thinks it's to his death over a railing. She goes down to check and he's gone. And then you're like, OK, fine. Then the doorbell rings and you're like, oh, my God, it's the hookman killer. But she goes to the door and checks it anyway. And then she opens the door and there's like what, what appears to be like 30 different fa- horror movie fans that are there, like just to see her. And you're like, oh, it's a happy ending. And then they descend on her and kill her and eat her so she can get her final scream before yeah. she dies. <laughs> so it's like, OK. This is going to be good. Nope. Okay. She's done. Nope. Okay. More, more shit. Okay. No. Oh, Hey, finally happy. Ending. And the best thing about that one is that it, it's <laughs> it. So you walk into the room, it's like Barbara's bedroom and you pick up a comic book that was like, and she says there's throughout the years, there's been so many like dramatizations and like made up shit about Barbara's death or about what happened to Barbara, yeah. but you never actually find out how you yeah. see this story yeah. in this one comic book that for some reason, like grandma Edie, which is the same name of the main character. That's exactly what happened. But it, so you're like, yeah. but you don't know if that's what happened. It's, it's, it's like what did happen to her, but it doesn't really matter in a way, you know, that she was, she's dead now. She was a child star and she died. I didn't think she was that old. I thought she was like, you said 32. I thought she was like 16, 17. No. Yeah. Wasn't she a yeah, teenager? I'm pretty sure she was. Uh, let me look it up here. Hold on. That was Barbara, yeah. right? Yeah, Barbara. I just had it up. It was says born in forty four. Oh, sorry, I can't do math. Yeah, sixteen. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think I was looking at a different page. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, sixteen years yeah. old. My bad. Yeah. Um, but that kind of as well. Yeah, it it ramped up the the pace and kind of made it more enjoyable after one of the more uh, depressing stories, and certainly the first one. Uh, we, you know, the first really. Well, for me, heartbreaking, <laughs> sad one in it, um, which was Calvin. Yeah, I had and a visceral reaction was, to that one. That that absolutely just kind of 
well, it woke me up for a start after after playing as Molly and all the fantastical creatures, and then um, seeing Odin's story, which was told through. Was it? It wasn't. But it was like was it, it, was, it was a viewfinder. Oh, no, it was a viewfinder. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, but but then it comes to Calvin, and you know, Calvin is this kid who was obsessed with uh, with space and wanted to be an astronaut and wanted to. Wanted to fly. Wanted to fly, and his story is told as a kid on a swing, trying to go higher and higher, trying to go round, mm. uh, basically. And it is just the the feeling of gravity yeah. as you're you're like I think it's is it only two buttons? Are you just pressing basically forward yep. and back? Yeah. Uh, that feeling of weight and gravity. As you're like pulling yourself back and then pushing yourself forward as hard as you can go, it is just so real. It takes you back to your childhood, to being on a swing, and it just when it ends and he jumps, you think, uh, or he falls, and it it is just so. And the swing real. is positioned it on a just, cliff for some reason. So when he falls so on, it makes that feeling so of there's vertigo. There's a lot of strange design decisions with that house in general. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. But man, that was when, when that one was over, I was just like, felt like I'd yeah. punched. <laughs> I was like, and, and again, I, I, I was wondering, wow, if, if they're willing to do that so early in the story, what else is coming up? And I love that they went from that to the Barbara story which was a totally different style of telling things. And it was more upbeat and fun and mm-hmm. schlocky. And it kind of, it kind of eased my heart <laughs> a little bit after the Calvin story, you know? And then, and then soon after you got the other really upbeat one, Gregory. Well, was Gregory straight after that? No, no, I don't think I was in mm-hmm. order. I just, but soon no, after, no. I think, <laughs> but, but I'm not, oh. I'm not really going in order, but yeah. Oh, I've got uh, the order here. Okay. The next okay. one was Walter. Walter okay. was basically a, a doomsday prepper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. Yeah, he was. Well, what was he afraid of originally? I think he was afraid of the curse. I, was I he? I, oh, so he went and like hid himself in a bunker down under the, the house, house. and yeah, only yeah, yeah. like Grandma Edith knew he was there, or great 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 grandma. Right. It's Edith's the main character's great grandmother, um, who is yeah. the daughter of Odin, yeah, or granddaughter. daughter i think she was odin's daughter because she saw the house get built she saw the house crash because she had lived in the old house so yeah yes daughter. um oh yeah but walter's story is basically one of monotony and boredom mm-hmm. i guess fear as well um until he finally feels like this is stupid and he's he's willing to break free of of these mental you know mm-hmm. chains that he has around him and unfortunately, he just wanders in the wrong direction. Basically, I think that's. Well, I don't know. So I, I think like his was the his was my least favorite, just because it was so. Deus Ex Machina is not the right word, but it was just so out of left field how he dies. Like he's he walks yeah. outside, and he's just like in awe because he hasn't been outside in what like thirty years or something, and then he gets yeah. hit by a train that he's not paying yeah. attention to. You would have heard yeah. that coming, <laughs> so, but maybe he, you know. No, he was just he was just out. Like he was just was very he out of it. He yeah, kind of not, maybe that's awesome. what he meant by getting out. Maybe what's this? What he meant by I'm going? Maybe. 
I mean, you'd think he could have found a way to kill himself in his vault. Maybe. But maybe he wanted to see the sky one more time. And I was like, well, there's train tracks right on the other side of this wall. <laughs> a good way to do it. That's true. Um, but yeah, who knows? Um, like, I didn't. I yeah. Discussing it now made me think of that. But at the time, I thought he's just bad luck. So that's probably it. Right. Um, yeah. uh, next up after Walter was Sam. Sam had been in the army and he was raising a, a girl, which was Edith Small. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, so yes. he's super um, into fitness and hunting. Uh, I yeah. like Sam's. I liked it. I mean, yeah, uh, it was he happy, was, but I mean. <laughs> he was like really, really proud of Dawn, which, yeah, yeah Dawn, Dawn's Edie's mm-hmm. mom, yeah. right? Yes. Um, and he's basically uh, hunting with her and like you, you play as him taking photos. Yes. And. You can tell his love for his daughter. You can yeah. tell how how proud he is. You can tell teaching you know, her to hunt and all that. Yeah, he, he really you know wants to spend time with her and do things with her. So she uh, she basically uh, is out hunting with him and takes down a deer, and he he sets up the camera to take a photo of him and Dawn and the deer. And as the camera is about to go off, uh, the deer. You know, gives one last death shudder, basically, and, and knocks Sam, Sam yeah. off a cliff. And yeah. again, and it's, it's, and it's the one time you actually control him, other than just moving yeah, the camera. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you walk him up there. It, yeah, yeah. It's a, so it's a, it's, it's a, a little bit of a of a heart wrencher as well. Um, but uh, it's it's not as heartbreaking as the one that comes after, which that is probably so hard. The, yeah, yeah. Of of all. Of all the ones in this story, uh, Gregory yeah. was was the saddest for dies probably, of neglect. <laughs> yeah, the, the the reason is he's he's the youngest. Um, he's he's a little baby in a bathtub, and the way it's told is just amazing. It's so mm-hmm. fun. It's uh, that's a weird yeah. thing to say about <laughs> but, an infant. But, uh, it gives it, it, but, it, it is like amazing in the sense that it it, it gives you an idea that like. You know, maybe he did have an awesome existence, an awesome life, an awesome adventure that he was yeah. like really, you know, he went out happy. Like that, that's like the yeah. kind of the solace you get from his story. It's like you're sitting in the bathtub and like you're playing with the, the toys, but then all of a sudden like you can manipulate the water to like, sh- uh, you know, shoot the toys upwards, which knocks yeah. down like the yeah. soap and you get bubbles now. And yeah. it's just this little like you see through the eyes of this child that has this massive imagination just because he doesn't know any better. And, uh, you know, it's just this little like, like symphony he starts creating with all these toys in the water. It's that music Mm -hmm. as well. It's, it's just, Oh, it, it swells as he is playing with his little toy, uh, frog. And then he, he like knocks other toys that are sitting on the rim of the bath down and they all kind of follow in, in time with the music. Mm -hmm. And it's like this, this beautiful, uh, as you say, symphony, Josh. It, yeah, and it just builds to a crescendo, and then you realize like, the water's still running. Well, the water's from still the running. moment it starts, yeah. you're like, "Oh God, this kid's gonna drown in yeah, the bathtub." Yeah, oh God, it can't and be it, this. Yeah. So you're like, this. "Please, please, please," and then like it feels like it's about to happen, and you can hear his mom on the phone in the other room, like in a serious conversation yeah. with yeah. the dad, who they're just splitting up. Uh, and then at the yeah. last minute, so she comes hard. in and she's like, turns off the water, and it's like, okay. You're fine. And then he calls again and yeah. she walks away. 
and then the water starts pouring again because like i don't yeah. know why it does i think he hits it he, yeah, he hits, hits it with, with like a little, little toy, but like that seems like part of the imagination like it's not really him doing yeah, but so yeah. something in between that those two realms happens to make the water go on and uh and then you, and then that's when he's like you see his imagination kind of swimming through this pool uh with all of yeah. his like rubber animal that's friends right, with all his toys all yeah. his friends basically yeah it's such it, it is so many emotions at once Elliot, you're so right that feeling of utter yeah. dread yeah. when this when this vignette starts you're just like no, yeah this is gonna please, go please poorly. don't be please don't be and then the music takes over and the mechanics are so fun and so interesting and you're feeling the joy that maybe this this little child yeah. is having and it just totally like takes you to a different place and as you say when you're like basically fall down the bathtub with your friends it's like almost all right and then you're you're back to the present day in the real world and it, and it kind yeah. of hits you again and you're like oh no that yeah happened. this happened it's, exactly wow so many emotions <laughs> yeah you, it's the one that like yeah when you get hit and you're back in the real world and you're just staring at the empty crib it's just like fuck like yeah. ah. so what gus was one of don's uh brothers was the three of them is that right sam was raising gregory gus and don wasn't it yeah wasn't it yeah because was gregory the kid he, who yeah was uh, yeah playing the with kite, kite kid yeah so, w- one thing that i noticed no, no, no. was um gregory is gregory the baby, is the baby. Gus was for the kite kid or sorry yes yeah sorry yeah that's right that's right but I noticed, did, did you, <clears throat> this is one of the things about um, all of the, the rooms in, in the house. Um, there was so many pictures and paintings and little artifacts and like trinkets and stuff that lent such a, a breadth of character to mm-hmm. everyone. You know, even uh, like even way before you had played the vignettes, the, it felt like a living yeah. place, it, yeah, you know. It, it it really that really struck me like the attention to detail that you know how much the the people who made this didn't want it to be just about these few moments in between where you were you know doing something more than just a walking yeah. simulator while it was a walking simulator you weren't just walking you were walking around a world a lived in place you know with real people even before you heard their stories yeah. kind of it was it was pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, totally. They did such a good job with that. Yeah. Um who who was up after that? Uh Ron Ron Gus, Gus. Um who was I think oh next was Milton, was Milton. it? Milton, and Milton yeah. was the boy who disappeared, was yep. he? Yes. There's it's no actual really like one. understanding of what really happens. But the yeah. the theory is because so the other the game that Giant Sparrow made before this was called Unfinished Swan. Oh, it's the same guy. It's in a it's it's in a style of the same way, white and black. Um, and there's I think there's right. there even is that. like I think there even is like a picture of a swan in Milton's room somewhere. Yeah, um, there so, is. I noticed it now that you mentioned it. So the theory goes that you know maybe he's the guy from Wow. But ah. um. Again, it's not. I don't think it's actually specifically confirmed or anything, but that's kind of where you think he disappeared mm-hmm. to. So, a rumor is good enough yeah. for me, Josh. That's head right. cannon. <laughs> yep, there you go. Uh, but then, uh, so yeah, it, that's told through the the flipbook, right? 
Yeah, the flip book was pretty cool. I, I liked that. Um, except I like accidentally, I dro- I like somehow stopped flipping at one point and like put it down, I guess not. And then I had to flip the whole thing again because you couldn't pick uh. it up. <laughs> I was like, damn it. All right. So uh, but it was pretty neat, though. Um, yep. But the last one was or not the last one. The next one was this Lewis's, is my favorite one, which his one. His was depressing. This was g- g- <laughs> gameplay wise was my absolute favorite one. Um, so did you did you let the fish pile up or did you do? I did them constantly. Like I did. I didn't okay. constantly. <laughs> what would happen if she let them it piled up? Would it have told the story as he didn't care so much and he didn't? Well, yeah, I think you have to chop the fish heads because eventually he can't move you, on your other side. He can't move past it because there's the fish or something are blocking the way. So. Yeah. So yeah. he's this. Uh, he was like, uh, he's actually Edith, the main character's older brother. Um, yeah. Don's yep. other son, and he was like a teenager and working at the the cannery canning salmon which was a family business like other people had done that as well um and basically the the gameplay was you start off and a fish comes on your left hand so you basically slide the stick to the right and he moves the fish to the right and gets his head chopped off in this little like mini guillotine thing and then the headless fish goes on and then you just kind of do that over and over again with the one stick and then it's so monotonous that he starts like daydreaming of him being like a king in this like medieval land and you're playing him with the left stick and his his fantasy like starts off as a little corner of the screen and it slowly gets bigger and bigger and bigger as it takes up more and more of his consciousness of his being and like the whole time you're still chopping fish yeah you can still do (laughs) your day-to-day but you have this feeling going on. You have this this more important world that exactly. you're stepping into. And, and while the your therapist, his therapist is uh, narrating. Oh no, wait. Uh, sorry, Edith is reading a letter from mm-hmm. his therapist, yeah. which talks about his yep. condition and how he's been progressing. Yeah. It is they, again. They just they perfectly captured the feeling of doing a monotonous task while your mind is elsewhere so well yeah, like yeah. we've all done that we've yeah. all been there and they do it exactly as it is and you've got to okay. play this if you haven't just lewis's story was just so like mind-blowing uh and yeah, yeah so it's eventually you barely see the fish at all and he's like the king and he's about to get like Corn- yeah coronation. crowned by the queen it's like all that was left was the crown and then um, it's implied. Yeah, you, you see him walk in and put his head down in a guillotine, like the character, the, the king yeah. character, and then it comes down, yeah. and that's wait, we 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 skipped Gus. No, I, we, we mentioned we we said we, it. my my apologies. I still had Gregory and Gus stuck in my head, so Gus was straight after Gregory. Yes, so Gus started off by um, you're wandering through the bedroom of uh, Gregory and Dawn and Gus. And I actually remember taking a screenshot of their bedroom and there's a little chalkboard. You can tell that their father, who was military or ex-military, um, was really like regimented. Yes. And you you can see on the chalkboard, uh, they've got like raised flag, 7.30 a.m., breakfast, 8 a.m., quiet time, 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Judy's and it's, dawn sleep and uh or sorry sweep and do the trash gus 
mop and mow the yard and then Greg be a baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like this little like yeah. fun fun little insight into you know how this dad and his kids dynamic work. Right. You know, remember, it's just really that. um and then Gus's story, you you're wandering through the bedroom of these three and you pick up a little uh kite it, it it's the kite roll, isn't it? Yeah. That has uh pages wrapped around it. That's and right. And they're poems for Gus written by uh, Edie's mom, Dawn, for her brother, who, who again, passed away young. And they're basically uh, poems about him being uh, a little badass. You know, if there's going to be this big regimented dad, you know, one of his kids is going to be a bit of a, you know, like playing up. And his story is told as trying to control the kite as the wind picks up and as as mm-hmm. things in the backyard get a little hectic during... And he's rebelling because it, is his uh, father getting remarried? Is that what what's happening? In yeah, that? I wasn't sure what the I celebration that, was. I think that's I it. Think I think it was. He's, he's rebelling because of the his right. dad getting remarried. Yeah. Which um, is, again, so, so believable and, and so relatable, you know? It's... Yeah. And as you move the kite around, it makes it like opens the words, like it unlocks the words, like That's as right, you, yeah. you sweep it over, and then the words kind of appear. Um, Again, you feel like you're part of telling this. Story. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Like the interactivity is ge- like it's it's ingenious. I've been using that word a lot today, but it's just the way that they find to make you unlock the story as you're playing is yeah. so creative in this game, and that's yeah. part of what makes it. I think so. And it's for anyone. I Mm. think like somebody could sit next to you while you control this and and read the story and hear the story and appreciate it just as much as you playing it. Like you, the the sense of weight and gravity uh, might be slightly better if you're playing it yourself, but you know. But you get that, like you clench your eyes, like, like every time it got higher and higher, you're just like, no, no. Like, it's so hard to watch. It's so hard to play. (laughs) Uh, I think the, so. Those Dawn are all the does, stories. Dawn doesn't actually get her own story, right? But but you wander through her her room, which serves as the the home school, yeah. For, for I guess uh, Edith and and Lewis. Lewis, yeah. yeah, yeah. And again, you you just get this little insight into uh, a mum who absolutely adores her kids and, and dotes after them. And as well, um, she has been published in, in teaching methods. She, um, I'm, I'm trying to remember what else was, uh, I didn't notice that was, yeah, no, I, I, to teach and to learn by Dawn Finch. Is, oh yeah. Uh, I remember seeing those. Yeah. I never I, noticed that. Yeah. I, I was sitting on her desk along with a photo of, uh, her and her, her two brothers and her dad. And it's just, again, the world is so realized. It, it's just, it never stops from start to finish. It, yeah. It's fantastic. Um, and then I guess we're last, almost there at the finish. Up. Well, we last should up. say, I don't know if we mentioned that like this whole time um, in between the stories, Edith is narrating as if she's, yeah. and it sounds like you pick up partway through that she is, uh, writing in some kind of letter or journal or diary to her unborn child. Who so I have, a, I have a question about that. 
How early did you know that she was pregnant? Because I knew it really early on. I didn't know until she said. Because I looked down. I looked down at one point and I was like, uh, huh, she's got a bump. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. If you looked, if you, as I, I was, it was as I was trying to get into the house at the very beginning, like once I got to the house at one point, I looked down. And I was like, huh, she's got a bump there. Is she pregnant? <laughs> I That's suspected it when she's going through one of the crawl spaces and it's like these crawl spaces were meant for kids and people not as big as me. And so yeah. then I stood up yeah. and looked down. I'm like, she's not that big. What's she talking about? And I was like, huh, I wonder. Yeah. But I didn't really give it much credit until she actually said it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so but, it's it's narrated that way. She's telling the story to her unborn kid um, and, and it's like it sounds like a big diary entry, like a letter to him. Um, so then we get to her story. Um, let's see. And her story is about is about her mom running from the curse. Yeah, and, that's right. You know that basically uh, her uh, like Edith, who was Odin's daughter. So her great. What is it? It was her. It was Edie's great grandmother. Great grandmother. Yeah. yeah, she refused to leave. She stayed in the house and Dawn and her had a big fight, but eventually Dawn just couldn't take it because she was afraid that Edie would be trying to like get into the rooms and, and read some of the stories and that she would fall foul to the curse again. So one night Dawn basically packs up the car, throws Edie in it, and they all leave. It's actually after Lewis passes away, isn't it? Um, I'm not sure. Lewis is the last story before it goes yeah. into that, so it must be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's basically her reacting to her son, you know, dying and being like, it's not going to happen to my daughter, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, jumping in the car. And then, of course, the, the story is the inevitability of death. You know, you can run from a big spooky house, but you, you can't run from death. And unfortunately, and again, heartbreakingly dawn you know gets ill mm-hmm. and you know you have these moments of seeing her do, do, do you remember that that uh that piece and it's like she got better for a little while yeah yeah and then she mm-hmm. got worse yeah. again yeah and you just it is again just so heartbreaking and you and know that you're... story like you see you, you, yeah. anyone who's had someone be terminally ill like knows that there's good days and there's bad days and they get better and you fill with hope but then like it doesn't always turn out the way you hope it does and like just that little touch is just yep yeah Yeah. we knew where that was still going yep just all so real it's all so relatable it really is the game is a masterpiece (laughs) it's It's unbelievable achievement in storytelling it's like nothing i've ever played yeah um it, it wraps up basically with um, you realizing that you had been playing the book being written mm-hmm. and yeah. that the person well, who's being read. It, no, no, no. He, no, he meant he meant as you're playing as Edith Finch as she's writing. As she's journal. writing. Yeah, yeah, writing yeah, yeah, yeah. But someone yeah. but someone is reading but it. Somebody is reading it. Yeah. Reseeing what you are playing. Yes, yes exactly. And it's, it's and it's her her uh, child. Yeah, and it's like, and he's standing at her at grave. her grave. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really nicely pulled back together, and yeah. you know, you you see the cover of the book, and you're just like, wow, it's all in there. Yeah. yeah, everything that I felt and experienced, and 
everything that these generations upon generations of a family went through, it's all in there. And it's just in a few words that we saw lit up in yellow across these small little screens and little vignettes. It's like, that's, that's a lifetime. That yeah. is many lifetimes. That is, that is humanity there. You know, it's yeah. kind of like, it's, it's so good. Please go play it. Even though you've heard us talk about yeah. it for a while now. It's, it's the best kind so of like, twist where it's like, it was inevitable. Like, of course she didn't escape yeah. the curse either. The whole point is that you can't escape the curse. And maybe, no, like you said, it's not a curse. You can escape the house, but you can't escape death. It's going to happen. And of course yeah. she doesn't. Why would you think that she would? It's so poetic. It's perfect. Um, like the game says, be amazed that any of us ever had a chance to be here at all. Yeah. Yeah. True words. Yeah. True words. Yeah. It was, it, it left me speechless um and it's a game that i'm going to be thinking about for a long time after this it's i wish i could show it to everyone i know it's so oh good it's yeah. so good it's it's up there with um the a, a select few games like the last of us obviously mm-hmm. um one that i thomas was alone thomas was alone <laughs> is is uh, just a marvel it, of story. It really is, though, yeah. That, that makes me want to show to everyone because it's such simple dynamics, but tells such a, a great story full of charm. Um, oh, God, yeah. What Remains of Idiot Finch is, is totally up there. For mm-hmm. anyone who doesn't, like, it's 2018. Everyone should know video games are art. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> anyone who dares not, dares argue with that right now, this is a game I want to show. Them. Yep, yeah. Oh, so good. Good job. Giant Sparrow, was it? <laughs> Giant Sparrow. Giant Sparrow. Yep. What a game. Such a, a small team. Uh, and I love the end credits. It showed all the, the developers yeah. as kids, like their childhood photos. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Again, it just brings it all back. It does. Humanity and art and what people care about. You know, people care about family and they care about stories and they care about showing you a little insight into their lives you know in whatever way they can yeah it's just like yes right. yeah. well everybody thanks thanks for sticking with us <laughs> yeah i hope <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a long one if you haven't played it and you got this far and you decided shit that sounds really good it's absolutely still worth playing as we said the interactivity yep. is a big part of what makes the story land and you should absolutely go through it or just go watch it on youtube yeah it's like less than two hours long. It's shorter than a movie, shorter than two episodes of a series. You will, you'll love it. It's, it's heartbreaking and it's beautiful. And but if you did want to play it and you, or, and you listen to this last 20, 30 minutes of this cast, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Spoiler. <laughs> next. So our next game will be, as we decided, the lost legacy, which are we going to try to have that done by the next episode guys? No, two week, two episodes usually. Oh, right, okay. right, right. Every other episode. We'll so, episodes. so we'll get there eventually. Um, uh, and <laughs> says Elliot. <laughs> Hopefully Demon Souls is done then as well. That's what I'll be working on. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> Not hey, a chance. I am on a good run right now. You can't. Good, good. You beat Keep one in. level. That's not a streak. You can't. I, no, I meant the three games I beat. Going strong into Demon Souls. Lost Legacy coming up. I'm feeling good. You can't shit on my parade. This is no new games 2018. We're gonna we're gonna be talking about a lot of games here. Yep. Yep. 
Get used so to many it. to play and no more to buy. Yep. <laughs> uh so yes i think um well we signed off earlier um you know the drill thanks for listening thanks for listening guys check us out offline uh oh i forgot to mention twitch and youtube but you guys know twitch.tv slash rather be playing we're gonna be streaming some stuff uh as well as we play through these games so check us out then and we will catch you next time thanks so much for listening later everybody thanks slum